0: The problem was oh. that I am a moron, <laughs>
1: is what the problem no, was. No, it's... Yes, man, it's when you're okay. Deal, the thing's got a thousand buttons on it, man. It's like dealing with a space shuttle. Temporary, temporarily moronic. I'm going to um, mention something at the beginning of this one so that you can apply it. Uh, something that I talked, you know, maybe even in the photo for this episode, um, because Tim and I discussed uh, a long time ago, I, you know, I'm a big fan of everything's cowboy and western. I like all those things. So uh, I had talked to extensively one time to Tim about boots and hats. And I often wear cowboy boots. Not a big deal to me, but hats, I've, I'm, I, I, I'm, I don't think they look good on me. But I got one. So. And it does look good on you. Thank you. I think it actually is the only cowboy hat that's ever looked halfway decent on me. And I like it a lot. And I'm proud of it. I think it looks smooth. Maybe you'll see it. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark, and I'm here with Seth. How are you, Seth? I heard
1: you do that deep on last week's No No episode. It yeah. was it was funny as shit. Yeah, I love hearing you say that. I mean, especially when it's away from me. Yeah. Um, had a great week. Had a very very good week coming off the cruise ship. Uh, coming down a little bit. This these are gonna be some. Uh, unusual episodes next week you're going to hear one that was actually recorded before this and we talk a little bit about the show that mark and i played um the nice guys pizza 10th mm. year anniversary with all of our friends yeah one of them just walked out now patrick norris we're winking at him yeah um uh nice guys Jayuna, Merkitt, pans ram Anchorite for Let's Go Exploring Table 9, Appletons, and the Strip Club Moms, and I might have been forgetting one, but it was an absolutely fantastic, fantastic week. Got to hang out with so many people. So many people compared it to Ugh. our high school reunion. This is definitely, even though I'm a little older than you guys and it wasn't necessarily high school, it's it's the equivalent of that, and I just felt fantastic. And Mark? Yeah? I still feel good. Yeah,
0: I'm uh, I'm definitely feeling the come down a
1: little bit, as I
0: knew I would, as we had discussed, but... I was able to live in the moment and enjoy it. Um, You know, it's funny playing in five out of seven or eight bands. You don't have a whole lot of time to just kick back. And I was very, very tired uh, (laughs) and trying to keep as much energy going as I could. There's really, honestly, only one band that while I was not playing, I was standing next to the stage to watch. Which one was? Oh, yeah. okay,
1: Yes, that's. And that was a strip. Hold on. But and there's a, a catch to it you performed with the strip club moms
0: well i did play a little tambo and you sang back and i
1: sang a little backup with you which yeah. was I, an absolutely. honor absolutely i mean there was let me there was not a, a a moment on this on that stage those two nights that i did not feel absolutely at a 10 all mm. night long mm. it, you just held it right up there it was so you yummy. supported the 10 so if you came
0: uh, out to one of the shows uh we appreciate you Uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Um, and we got to record some episodes. You listened to the Tim and Joey episode, I hope. And next episode, uh, we did, uh, with a couple of other people that were, uh, down here and around here. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but first, uh, we are going to talk Uh, maybe a relatively
1: quick episode a very weird creepy song it's I mean just you know time is going to make this one succinct yeah and the the length of the song it's just there's nothing to it
0: it is a very very short number uh, and I think it was kind of written as such and we can talk a little bit about the process and this this reminds me a little bit of um, the zombie song that we just did because so? uh, there's some daddy speak. Yeah, uh, well, we've heard some that before in a couple of kind of you know pedophilia slash um, uh, uh, manipulative kind of weird talk that um, you know feels a little icky. This song has an overall tone. Yeah, and I and I want to go ahead and you know we'll give what I now call the Hoffman clause. Which is we know that we're we're not saying that this is uh, Bruce Springsteen himself writing these lyrics. I think it's pretty clear that he's writing from the um, you know, from the viewpoint of a character. Uh, but the song that we're going to be talking about today is "I'm on Fire" by Bruce Springsteen. This song was uh, written with Johnny Cash in mind, yeah, um, and has kind of a Johnny Cash rockabilly esque country shuffle kind of feel and uh, it was just uh, most of the band was on break and it was just Bruce Springsteen Roy Bitten and Max Weinberg and uh, you know Bruce Springsteen starts kind of playing along and they start playing this little shuffle groove with them with some creepy synthesizer in the background and decided to go ahead and cut it with no one else there and if you look at the
1: personnel list it is just the three of them mm-hmm. there's no one else has that um they i think the the reason people well he does mention it that it's got a johnny johnny i was just about to say johnny carson johnny cash tone to it is is i think that probably the key that it's done in the rumbling low tones of his voice throughout you know it emulates a little you know that that johnny cash feel you know that i walk the line feel well and johnny cash went on to cover it that's right um yes. many many years it later did. Uh, so,
0: you know, that definitely kind of doubles down and says, you know,
1: that this is this is kind of made for him. Would you say that I, I think my word for this is um, ominous? Yeah, it has an ominous Tense. tone to it. Yes, very, very. There's a tension there. Like there something is is, uh, is is kind of building up and it's and it's bound to something's about to happen. Doesn't necessarily have to be a good thing. No, but it's going to happen. Yeah. This
0: is the fourth single out of seven singles from born in the USA. And we did talk about born in the USA before.
1: Now, Mark, was this intended for born in the USA? No, it
0: was written during, uh, just like born in the USA itself was, was written while he was working on Nebraska, which we talked a little bit about the, that album and how stripped down it was. um, and he didn't end up recording it for that and ended up kind of carrying it over to this album, where, again, he released seven singles, uh, which is ridiculous. Uh, you know, and I, most those of are them
1: serious hits. Yeah, those yeah. are
0: those are. You know, those are Michael Jackson numbers. <laughs> Beatles, this, Michael Jackson, Mariah Carey numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this album went 17 times platinum. Jesus. 17 times Platinum, one of the best selling albums of all time. And if I remember correctly, I think the first album that was released on CD,
1: isn't that a that was an interesting trivia effect? On, yeah, when we I think we talked about that on the um on the other one on the Born in the USA. 1984 was the year that this was released.
0: Uh the single, however, was re- released in 1985. It's definitely weird. Uh, the uh, there, there's a lot to be discussed and a lot to be kind of unraveled and uncovered as far as what the song is about with some of its language the music video is the first music video in which bruce springsteen acts um he's playing a mechanic who has a woman who may or may not be extremely horny for him um
1: it the, has a kind of a uh, it, it's, it's an early '80s tone, kind of a deer hunter type view of the of the video. The way that it's filmed, it could be somewhere in like Pennsylvania or the Northeast, and a you know like one of those mountain towns, like a steel town of mm-hmm. Ohio or Pennsylvania. Possibly has kind of a John Hughes-ish, uh, early '80s type of tone to the overall view of the of the of the of the video. Um, I mean, yeah. we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about the video at the end, but it just kind of lends itself to a, um, just a man. It really when you see it, and I and by the way, Mark, I never saw the video until today. Yeah, you I were like, is there it. a video for this?
0: Mm-hmm. And everything during my research, everything, a bunch of stuff, kind of uh, brought up the music video, and a lot of people likening it to Uptown Girl, which you almost immediately was were like. Is this an up-down down, up, down girl situation? In the said. beginning.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, overall, I would say, after watching it and thinking about it, just for the few minutes that we've had right here, it really, if you were to say to me, what has the most 80s look and vibe of music videos, man, this would, along with John Cougar Mellencamp, this, you know, I Need a Lover or Pink Houses, this is right up there at the top, man. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so.
0: I also want to mention, other than Johnny Cash, uh, covering this in the year 2000, tori amos also covered it in her vh1 crossroads which if tori amos covers your song you know it's creepy i was just gonna say which (laughs) lends to the creepiness yeah yeah i mean you get her spread eagle playing a harpsichord and piano at the same time and you go what have i done (laughs) if if she's covering this then we're not doing and please don't get me wrong i love tori amos yeah I, i really really do but Uh, you know you have to kind of wonder yourself why is Tori Amos covering my song
1: Tori Amos as a as a musical entity, as an artist has a tone (laughs) for sure yeah and it's a it's a
0: creepy kind of like this song loads of bands loads of bands have covered this and different musicians Uh, we're not going to go ahead and list all of them because most of them who even gives a shit but we can go ahead and get uh, right into the lyrics please Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go away and leave you all alone? Mm. I got a bad desire. Oh, oh, oh. I'm on fire. A lot of
1: daddies in the last five weeks. God, too many daddies, way, huh? Way, way. Da- daddy Jesus. everywhere, yeah. Um, I'm daddied out, to yeah, be um, frank with I, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm daddy done. Done with daddies. Where's yeah.
0: mommy? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't well, know. I guess that's for some balance. Maybe we need mommy. Yeah. But I don't even know if I necessarily want to get too into that.
1: I'd like a bad mommy around.
0: Well, look, I, I'm not against the occasional MILF. I'm not against oh. a, a mommy around, having a mommy or two around. Mm-hmm. However, uh, how about just some people that are just age appropriate? <laughs> how, about, how about if we just get, how about just, hey, little peer is your daddy? You know, <laughs> you know like, just... I, I mean, God, and I mean, here's the thing is that not only are we talking about daddy, but we're also talking about little girl. Yep. yep. And it's... there are definitely some people that are trying to make it not bad. I mean, Bruce Springsteen has a rabid fan base. My mom was horny on Maine for Bruce Springsteen. Loved him. God, she would just swoon every time she saw him. And... There are a lot of people who will just try to make up excuses as to why this isn't weird, I think, or creepy, or again, probably a lot of people who would just say, you know, he can call me whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. He's Bruce Springsteen. He can he can do whatever he wants. He can do no wrong.
1: There's a lot of boss advocates out there, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um. A lot of uh. Boss. You know. A lot of people
1: that are against boss erasure. Mm. Uh. And that's fine. Don't vilify this man in spite of his terribly, terribly scary music and, yes. and words. Yes. His terribly scary choice for characters where he's
0: like, I, you know, someone needs to talk about the horny old man uh, predating
1: uh, young women and calling them little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because, Mark, as much as we want to get away from daddy, I mean, especially him popping up in the first line, we can't. I mean, it's just right from the front, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's... it's... <laughs> he, even the zombies the had stuff. enough
0: reason had had enough forethought to include one whole verse before saying before what's your name who's your daddy, daddy?
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: before evoking daddy yes yeah yes before throwing down the daddy card yes my daddy uh needs four mana i'm playing daddy uh on your deck
1: <laughs> if you if you think that you can just leave him alone A, and i don't know anything
0: moment. i'm sorry just to, i don't know anything about uh, Magic the Gathering, so please, I don't know if you need mana to... I don't care. Is yet. that what you were referencing? Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. You know less than I do. You didn't even know what I was referencing. Well, when
1: you say mana, I immediately think of Genesis. Or, I mean, Exodus, you know, it falling from heaven on the shoulder oh, okay. of Israel. That's all I know of it. Are you talking about the band Genesis? No. I'm sorry, go on. Yes, uh, no, the, the biblical story. But you can't escape... You know, he's going to bring him up in the fact that he's still there in the second line. Did he go away? He is referenced. Did he go away and leave you all alone? And the, Abandonment issues? Well,
0: and, you know, <laughs> the fact that he says, is your daddy here or did he leave you all alone? And then he follows that up with, I've got a bad desire. Now, look, I didn't expect this out of Bruce, man. I mean, I'm no mathematician. <laughs> little girl plus daddy gone, plus bad desire equals equals <laughs> felony yeah a couple of them yeah, probably equals you not being able to be within five hundred feet of a of school. a school church
1: or place that sells firearms or alcohol <laughs> yeah um it's yeah, yeah, all of it lines up to. Um, winding up on some sort of list. And uh, that's a terrible thing, especially... We expect so much more out of Bruce. Yeah. We do. I mean, he's out there singing for the working man. He's advocating for, you know, uh, the, the middle of the country, so to speak. It's a wonderful thing. But then all of a sudden, in the midst of this absolutely, and let's not take away from it, fantastic record, this comes along, unfortunately. And, uh, and, and Mark when you first heard it did you did you catch these vibes did you know what was going on when you very first heard it?
0: I think so I mean like I said, I know that what's your name who's your daddy right he rich is he rich like <laughs> me exactly. it definitely is in the forefront but like I said you're you're already kind of catching a groove uh you know you've got the whole oh. first ver verse in the zombie song and though it is weird and creepy don't get me wrong i gave it a very high score uh this it's got it's got like you said it it sets a creepy tone um you know there's some yodeling going on <laughs> and it just right out of the gate hey little girl it's like okay we're just starting right off with a conversation to little girl is your daddy home why are you, like, you know, are you
1: selling vacuum cleaners? What's going can, on? All I can think, Mark, is why don't you have a seat right over there? Right. I mean, that's all I can think. Yeah. You know, but in in reference to what did you first think of it when you first heard of it, I do have to admit I was very young. I was uh, 10 when it came out, 10 or 11, and I did hear it very, very early. And I, when I heard it, I was not paying attention didn't know necessarily what he was driving at right and it had it had this it had this feel to it that drew drew you in I definitely was hooked from the moment that I heard it as it was different from everything else that you heard.
0: It's you know you know who this kind of reminds me of. This kind of remind it's kind kind of got like Angelo Badalamenti vibes. The okay. guy who did the music for Twin Peaks. Oh yeah. You know it's yes. it sets a weird ethereal mood for sure, and it's it's you know a soundscape that I like, but you know, in addition to all this, where it's little girl and daddy, we learn in the second verse. It doesn't seem like he's really talking about a a father-daughter relationship. No, let's go over that. So the second verse, tell "Tell me now, baby, baby, is he good to you? And can he do to you the things that I do? Oh, no, I can take you higher. Oh, 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 I'm on fire. So I think what we're getting here is we're now finding that little girl and daddy is a woman with some kind of again
1: maybe what we were talking about in the zombies yeah I was, this is this is this is like this is zombies kind of all over again you know has he taken any time to show you what you need to live screams the same thing right here tell me now baby is he good to you and can he do to you all the things that i do it's it's it it, it screams the same thing and now the music video. So let's talk a little bit
0: about the music video. Okay. In the music video, he is playing a mechanic. Uh, and it, you were kind of looking up information. So I don't know if you caught this in the beginning. But the woman is driving in. And before she gets into the the garage, there are some of Bruce's coworkers. Yeah. I don't know what Bruce's name is in
1: here. Maybe we'll call him Philip. We'll call him. No. I want to call him something because he reminded me of something. Sure. Soda pop in the outsiders. He's okay. working in a garage. Perfect. You know, got a little grease on his face. Yeah. looks like a greaser. So soda pop, as we will refer to him
0: <laughs> is working on a car and you can hear some of his coworkers going, Oh, that lady's bringing the car back again. And she asked for our friend here and kind of kicks him. So she's bringing the car in. Uh Oh, another problem with the car. She's always got a problem. seems like every week something's wrong with the car And that and she's always come back and she's always asking for for soda pop. And she comes in and she says, can you have it ready for me by tomorrow? And with his best acting chops uh, that he can muster, he goes, yeah, sure. And he goes, I can spoken lines. Yeah. Yeah. so she said he says, you know, I can even drop it off for you. And she goes, "Mm, no, you better just let me pick it up tomorrow. We live all the way up in the hills. He clocks that she has a wedding ring. Yeah, as he glances at her hand. And she gives him the keys. uh, And I was kind of expecting when she handed him the keys that she would try and, like, brush the hand a little bit. She makes it very clear. She's holding the key ring. By, like, the end of her nails and drops them into his palm.
1: Like they stink, like they're infected or something.
0: Yeah. Now, I did see somewhere, I can't remember where it was, but someone kind of mentioned the fact that she gives him the whole set of keys, as if to say, my house key is also in with these keys. A like, here's my hotel room
1: key. Right. Yeah, meet me there.
0: But she also told him, don't come up. So what does he do? Well, he lays down in his bed fully clothed. <laughs> Single twin bed. And then gets up and is in the garage? That's kind of what it looks like. Sleeping in the garage? Maybe. Maybe he's got an upstairs apartment. You know how soda pop is. Mm. So he decides to fuck what she said and bring the car to her house. The beautiful white Thunderbird. And I actually had to kind of reread what it says when I was looking at the description of the music video. Because when I was reading it, I said, there's no way that this is what is going on in the music video because it says possibly including house keys implying that she wishes to start an affair with him as I mentioned but declines his offering to bring the car out to her house when it's ready later that night he drives the car up to her mansion high in the hills above the city and I think to myself if she declined you bringing the car up why would you bring the car up there
1: That's fucking creepy. That's very creepy. Uh, This is what I kind of imagined that you were getting to. He doesn't. Does he actually knock on the door? No. He does not. He puts his finger
0: right over the doorbell, hovers there for a second. Hovers for a second, smirks to himself (laughs) as only Soda Pop can. Reaches over,
1: and there's conveniently a key drop at her house. Now, that tells us something else. Someone refers to it as a mailbox. I don't. It doesn't
0: look like a mailbox to me. Looks like a key. I've seen a million. Looks yeah. like a key drop to me. Uh which is kind of strange because who in the hell has a key drop? And it's also, she's been here before. Yeah. If it is, mm-hmm. if it is a mailbox, let's just, you know, imagine for a minute that's a mailbox. Do you th- do you think that the first place you'd look is your like if I walked out and saw my car after I told someone not to bring my car, mm-hmm. and I came out and the car was there. It would do a bunch of weird things. If I had a thing for this person, if I did have a thing for this person and they brought my car out and then just left, I'd be like, well, apparently they don't want to see me again, which is weird. Uh, Or why did this person come and not try to see me if I was trying to give off those vibes? And I know that this stuff can get confusing. Uh, But then, you know, she also mentions how far away she is. And these, you know, 1984, there was no Uber. No. So I guess he just... Dropped the car off for shits and giggles to walk all the way back
1: home to this garage way down below. Looked like a part of the country with no public transportation either. Reminded me of L.A. Really? I kind of got, like, Pennsylvania vibes. When
0: I, I mean, well, I mean... Maybe there is something like this, but just being up in the hills mm-hmm. and looking down like that right. um, gave me some L.A. vibes. I could very, very well didn't be wrong. Didn't see any palm trees. I do That's have true. to
1: say, though, you come outside, you see the car that you asked not to be delivered to you in front of your house. You know it's soda pop. You know he's out there horned up, you know, young, virile. You, it's sitting there. He didn't leave any messages as to where the keys were. What do you do? Well, I have to tell you, I think what I do, if
0: I, I mean, it's hard for me to put myself... In the, in the nine-inch pumps of a... Well, I should mention that we never see the Her woman. Face, no. um, we can only imagine that she's uh, a gorgeous woman. Probably on, a little Christy Brinkley. I this. was just going to yeah, say on, on par with Christy Brinkley. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I would just go back... I mean, I don't know. Would you just get the hint? Mm-hmm and I'd just uh, say never mind or would you go back down there next week and say oh the muffler again uh <laughs> something's
1: wrong something tells me that she's going to find another excuse probably sort of i mean there's so many mixed signals from her
0: and this is the other thing so can he do to you the things that i do so have they do they have a history i mean is she is he saying the things that he does is just simply turning her on or is he talking about you know how that thing bend to the right. Is he talking
1: about dad? <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, he's saying, you know, is is he's the last person that he brought up is? Uh, well, she she he's saying, dad. I mean, hey, little girl, is your daddy, daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Tell well, where is he? The second next verse, line, yeah. Tell me know, now, baby. I mean, the next person is,
0: is daddy good to you? Yeah. And can he do to you the things that I do? It is. <laughs> i mean jesus mark it's me versus daddy Ugh. i mean and then no i can take you higher than daddy can <laughs> does it whoa help whoa whoa <laughs> is daddy on fire because i'm on fire and then we get yeah. this bridge which look <laughs> the rest of the song is basically a giant red flag. It's, it's also. <laughs> but if you need kind of dumb, this is, this is a deep shade of vermilion. This <laughs> this flag of ochre, <laughs> let it be, the crimsonest of them all, because holy shit, nothing screams serial killer like this fucking bridge. Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull, and cut a six-inch valley through the
1: middle of my skull. You know, Hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I split his head with a more blade. Second swing, cut it clean, open down the middle. I mean, yeah. That's all I get from it. I mean, listen. Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, Edgy, edgy and, and dull? Edgy edgy and dull. Edgy and dull? I, I've never heard edgy... I haven't either. ...used as a descriptor for a knife. Yeah, I mean, you have to... There's there's no consistency there. Edgy, if it was edgy, it would be sharp. If it was blunt, it would be dull. Could he not have picked some <laughs> other, other adjective? It just doesn't make any sense. It's
0: like, this has more... edge. What is it? Like a fucking... Like a polygon?
1: <laughs> How many edges are we talking here? Is it a 20-sided die Is it <laughs> that split his head down the middle? It's got to be a very painful, blunt force trauma that he's experiencing. And it's like um, this whole time, he's just basically like, Hey, baby, me and you.
0: Oh, God, I'm going to make you come so hard. Can anybody do anything with you? By the way, all oh, this fucking pain in my fucking skull just <laughs> makes me want to fucking rip my head in half. Anyway, do you have an Excedrin? <laughs> anyway, how's Daddy doing? Is he does he hit it the way I hit it? And it's like, and, and you know, I guess we haven't talked much about the line "I'm on fire."
1: What is that? Because I guess that is. I'm gonna make it simple, Mark. Okay, that is. I have a burning in my loins to connect mine to yours. I have a serious. Uh, drive to get with you to 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 animalistically uh mm. take you that's what it is because that's, there's this no this other explanation. bridge
0: makes me think that that burning may be in his head um and he's just trying to yeah put it out with anything but I right. guess in the third verse we do get um basically a direct, direct reference to this fire mm-hmm. but that to me, that bridge where you know i just like picture a guy even if we're allowing daddy speak to be okay and it's like hey little girl is your dad home and it's like "Ooh, okay and it's like can he do the things that i do it's like Mm, yeah this is pretty hot and it's like by the way my fucking head just won't fucking stop throbbing and it hurts real fucking good and holy shit this is terrible and the
1: only thing that's going to solve it is blunt force trauma yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what he's. And Mark, it it's it almost, in a weird way, in a bad way, complements the bridge verse three does, because now you're uh, you're getting the reason why with the phrase. To, just go ahead and yeah, say it. Yeah, th- it, th- it, th- it. Say it. Say the it. The
0: third verse is where everything takes a sharp turn. Because mm. at first it sounds kind of like, "Hey, I want to be with you because you know I think that you're so hot." Then the third verse we get. At night, I wake up with a sheet soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head. Only you can cool my desire. Oh, 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 I'm on fire.
1: Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh, oh, I'm on
1: fire. One more time, Mark. Oh, 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 I'm I'm on fire. There is such... A disparity between lines one and two, uh, with line number three. Mm. The reason is is that bridge and verse three all go together. You're getting the reason why there, you know somebody's going to needs to cut uh, relieve the pressure in his head because there's freight train up there. Sheets are soaking wet. That's obviously got you know that's one of the symptoms thereof. But only you can cool my desire. It seems to me like. A freight train running through your head would wipe away the horniness, would, <clears throat> would eliminate any sort of fire or desire. Gotta feel like Rick James. Any sort of fire or desire that you would have, like having some, you know, this, these waking up in cold sweats. Do you really wake up, have a, have a headache, and wake up in cold sweats and think the first thing is, oh, geez, I need to go see if her daddy's home? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, I, uh,
0: I definitely, uh, it, it, it seems to me the, the best. That I can figure is that he's trying to hold it together to convince her to leave her daddy uh, to be with him. But slowly, as the song goes on, he starts to unravel and the the sexy soda pop starts to give way to the uh serial killer wake up in the middle of the night and you just hear killer like to say yeah you just wake up in the middle of the night and you hear a weird noise and you go out there and he's just bench pressing the couch for some reason <laughs> or just uh he's just outside like wearing nothing but his boxers staring at a tree whittling
1: on a piece of wood <laughs> yeah out yeah. there like chasing dogs or it's some sort of crazy shit it just sounds like we're dealing with you know there's a, there's a a uh uh a seductive Bruce. And then uh, I'm going over the edge, Bruce. Mm. And they're they've combined into one big horny psycho monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the imagery. So this is from the uh,
0: talking a little bit more of the third verse. One thing is saying that only you can cool. My desire is some very, very heavy manipulation that he may not even realize he's doing, but to tell somebody, basically like if it's not if you don't help me i am never going to be okay it's got to be you only you can cool my desire gives make someone feel like they have to be with him i mean you're putting a a big amount of pressure on somebody to say it's like someone took a knife and carved a valley in my skull and i've got a freight train running through my head and there's only one thing that'll fix it and that is you and that's just a shitty situation yeah, to put somewhere. It's very
1: shitty to put all that weight on. You know. Yeah.
0: Um, and then, you. Know, it's so I'm looking at the genius annotation that says, the imagery of the sheets soaking wet is also arguably a sexual innuendo, as it could be due to sweat or something else entirely. No. I don't. Yeah.
1: No. <laughs> no. It's been genius going back. Remember, we had such great genius commentary the last couple of weeks. Well, I will say, I mean, in in all fairness, the first two verses are
0: incredibly horny. Yeah. But this third verse and the bridge, it takes a hard left turn. Incredibly psychopathic. From very, very horny to very, very, uh, this person needs to be hospitalized immediately. Uh, so don't know why they're even bringing up the idea of your sheets soaking like wet with cum. Low-key
1: Slayer. <laughs> mm.
0: uh, and then, of course, in the outro, we get the... Oh.
1: Yeah. It does. I mean, the, the, the song look, it's a cool, cool sounding man. song. And then I, I just have to say this. It's something that I brought up when we were watching the video as he's going out, as he's walking away towards the end of the you're getting towards two minutes, 45 seconds. You hear the Stranger Things keyboard. Mm. You know, if you've ever, you know, if anybody out there that's seen the show, you hear that the little, that, you know, like that that's at the beginning. You hear it just for a second. Uh, it perfectly emulates. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we've heard it in other songs, but that's where the producers picked it up from. You know, that that that's just that sound of that synthesizer from that era really evokes early 80s perfectly. And oh, it yeah. did. It did, really, as he's walking away down that hill, and that's pretty much the song. That's pretty much the video.
0: So I don't think either of our stances on this song is that it is pedophiliac in nature.
1: Not Head, it's it's got a tone i mean it's got it's, it doesn't it's do itself up. any favors it doesn't do itself any favors it's a perfect way it to doesn't do it. itself any favors yeah it, it is definitely it, weird if you took the little girl out of it and say hey mama is your daddy home yeah you know it would uh then you, it would evoke you know a, an older woman that's taking care of her father maybe right i don't know yeah. the little girl is just is, is is probably the maybe the maybe the hardest thing to take i'm not sure i think There's little girl i think little girl is the creepiest yeah
0: um, I think little girl, I'm trying to go through the lyrics in my head, but I think little girl is probably the creepiest part. Um, let's do a creep factor Yeah, while
1: yeah. we're talking about creepy parts. God, maybe the only thing that saves this thing is that it's so short mm. because it's just, it comes, it comes right. <laughs> Kentucky Derby right out of the gate, man. Two and a half right minutes. Right this song out. Yeah, I know. It's not long at all. Uh, the, the, the video is only three minutes long and there's like a preamble to it that right. you know kind of like a thriller thing at the beginning not nearly as long obviously but it's just it comes right out of the gate with like, your daddy home and um, you know can he do the things that I want to do it that makes it creepy enough it puts it over the halfway mark mark the fact that he's waking up in the middle of the night and then I have uh, this vision of Carl, you know, splitting Doyle Hargrave's head open uh, is, is making it worse. Mark, this one goes way high. It does not have the manipulative, narcissistic tone of the every breath you take. It has the horny psychopath vibe to it, which, which is worse, man. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. It's super high, man. It's, 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 going, to a, it's going to an 8.2. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not It's not creepy in the way I thought it would be creepy, I guess. I mean, it's it's definitely weird. The first verse kind of hits you. The second verse, I think, kind of cools it a little bit. I think once you get to the second verse, you go, well, okay, daddy and little girl, he, this guy is just an idiot. Um, Soda Pop is just kind of talking out of the side of his ass, doesn't really know. The right, you know, doesn't really think before he speaks. Not very, not a lot of forethought. Um, but then, you know, this whole you're the only one that can cool my de- my desire um, and and just kind of, I don't know. You know, it just reminds me of a very typical kind of guy, which is like, I am not well and I need a woman to make me well. Uh, and it's a very old classic kind of man. And I think a very American man. I think you see it a lot oh. with vets. Yes. Where it's like, um, you know, I need a good subservient woman to hold me down, to ca- to ease me down. and And when I wake up.
1: In the middle of the night. An author he loves, Flannery O'Connor, written all over it. Yeah. This good man is hard to find. The misfit has pains in his head like that. Right. You know, he has has to have somebody to soothe him all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the music video does not
0: meet this. No, at all. The music video tells a, different, a very different story. Um, I'm going to give it a 7-6. Okay. Um, it's just... I, I mean, honestly, I think... To be to be frank with you even though this may sound weird, I feel like that's actually a little high mm-hmm. um it's it just
1: uh, you know you can't escape some of the language in this song. I see a man that that is prone to possibly expo- exploding if he doesn't get what he wants yeah this I mean, is a this
0: see. is a punch the wall yeah. this is uh this guy. Um, you know, drives too fast when the guy in front of him uh, isn't going fast enough, and this drives really and, and drives on the shoulder and scares everyone in the car. Yeah. Uh, this guy does some weird things where everyone in the family goes, Dad, stop!" and doesn't really know how to deal with it. So I, I think that's the creepiest thing out of all. Of them is this guy just <laughs> casually dropping, "Hey, by the way." Yeah, it feels like someone's stabbing me in the fucking ha- eye half of that's the time.
1: Scary as fuck, man. Yeah, that is scary. Yeah, as shit. The fact
0: that that feeling is there, and the fact that he just very casually drops and it for no reason. You have to
1: have somebody to you know to to calm you to mm-hmm. to to keep you under control. That's just
0: crazy. oh, and by the way, no one can do it except for you. Ugh. How do you? How does just, that make you feel? That's see, eight point two. I am solid. Next week, oh my god, oh my god, we've got. We've got a fucking goodie. We finally got him back. Maybe, maybe my favorite guest we've ever had, definitely top two or three, Well, along with another absolutely wonderful guest and human being doing a song that we talked about. And I can't remember the last time we had him on when we did the Monster Mash, whether or not we talked much about doing this music video, but... I've not been able to stop thinking about it until he
1: got here. He comes back often enough that I think when he comes back, we should just have him in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And having him here this time. He lives in Los Angeles. Was an
0: absolute joy. Next week, we will be doing Simply Irresistible by Robert Palmer with John Fahey from Profiles and Eccentricity. And Panzerman Mercat. And, and Panzerman and Market, And we'll also have Joe Latchett from Seven Inches to Freedom and Great And Shift, Screen, Shift Printing. Screen Printing and Panzerhamen Merkit uh, and Evil Existence and a bunch of other local yeah. <laughs> bands. Um, John was in town for the show that we've been talking about. It was great to catch up with him and a blast. We had him in here. It was... Ac- it was, uh, The only word I can think of is cacophonous. It was absolute
1: pandemonium it was m- and it was beautiful. It was maybe... Maybe I, I, it might be the best, most fun episode we've done. It might be. It is. I mean,
0: the editing is going to be an absolute nightmare. But it was uh, fun. But it was such a blast. It was, it was so such much a blast. fun. Uh, so we are looking forward to releasing that episode to you guys. Yeah. Anything you
1: got to say before we go? No. Enjoy yourselves, people. I, you always coming. say no and then say something. <laughs> no, I'm saying there's nothing that I want to like advertise. There's nothing. I'm just going to say to the people, is there anything that I want to, to, to let them know? Enjoy yourselves yes summer's here have a good time spend time with your family summer your is kids. not here
0: yet it is still
1: spring time. it's on its way it's well it's i, right I it's always corner. on its way i guess yeah, yeah. well come on mark <laughs>
0: summer, summer's coming up give me a break we got summer it's we, right around the corner we got We're summer about, on
1: lock oh, summer feeling go out and listen to john richmond jonathan richmond's summer feeling feel good uh hug your hug your friends and family your kids uh don't take uh, anything that you have for granted uh, it's going to be a wonderful, yes. wonderful summer, Mark. Oh, that's that, I is. like that advice. Yeah.
0: And while you're listening to Jonathan Richmond, go ahead and also throw on "Simply Irresistible" by Robert Palmer <laughs> to prepare yourself for next Monday's lyrics to go.